Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. How are you doing on this beautiful Saturday morning, Kelly? I am not feeling well, but I am excited to hear a lovely story and to pull some lessons from it. That's good. And to let you do the work. Okay. I'm sorry that you're not feeling well. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun, but it could be worse. Okay. Um, well, today we're going to talk about a client who calls and she chooses Zoom. And she chooses not to be seen on Zoom, hmm. which is fine. It's just usually when you pick Zoom, you you want to see each other, or at least they want to see us. Yeah, you're looking for a connection. Yeah. And so that kind of caught me a little bit off guard at the very beginning, but that's totally good. But I just said to her, as I would to every other client, your camera's not on. Do you need a moment? Because technology. Many people don't even know it's not on. <laughs> that's right. It's just technology and stuff. And she said, no, no, I know that my camera's off. I said, oh, I said, did you prefer a phone call? Like, did things change? Because I remember setting this up with her and sending the Zoom request. And she says, no. She says, uh, I've changed my mind and I, and I want it to be Zoom. She says, I want to see you and I don't want you to see me. I said, okay. I said, that that's totally fine with me. Um, so then Kelly, could you give her a name please? Yes. Okay. So we're making, we are both making a major effort to not just go with white names. 
Um, so as we mentioned, correct us if we're wrong, but I had so much fun researching other cultural names. So I'm going to pick Amal. That's a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Amal says to me at the beginning, after we get through consent, Karen, I'd like you to go open. I would like my whole time to be what the spirit guides want me to know. And I said, that suits me fine. I'll do check-ins with you like I normally would in sessions, but I do more check-ins when it's an open session and it's a client's very first time. So I said, I will absolutely do that for you. So I turned around, I said to the spirit guides, what are we doing for them all? What is it that you guys want to tell her? And I say that because I know that some people think it's my opinion or that I'm grabbing something out of my own ass out of my own experiences in life, and that I'm going to say something random and just hope it hits the target. And that is not how this works. And I know our regular listeners know that, but I want to say it again. You know what? This brings me to a somewhat irrelevant, but kind of relevant point, is that I can't stand the way Apple Podcasts don't play things from the beginning. If I, oh. if I make the effort, like some yeah. people have to go right back to the very beginning of Coffee with the Sarlos and I play episode one, I have to go pick episode two. When two finishes, it doesn't go up to three. It goes back down to one. What? And I find that infuriating oh. because some people really do, like myself, mm-hmm. want to go through so that by the time they get to episode 317, they're like, yeah, yeah, we know, Karen. We know what you're describing. Right. Oh, thanks for telling me that. So she, or pardon me, the guide said to me, um, we want to talk to her about her relationship, but we also want her to be aware that we know that her, or that you know, that both her mother and father have passed over. We want you to bring that up. She's not necessarily looking for medium, but she wants things validated. So make sure that you are saying that. And in particular, if you say her parents are here, She will want her father based on the content of what we will choose to discuss with her, not her mother. Oh, neat. And I said, okay. So I said, "Uh, dad, have I got you? And he goes, you betcha. And he's calm. He's sweet. He's just like, you betcha. You go, Karen. And, And if and when it's my turn to come in, I'm here. And if not, I just want her to know that my presence is here. So I began and I told him all that. And she was super happy to hear that her dad was there, but curious as to why the guides felt that this was important, that he's here for these particular messages. And then they began. They started by saying that her husband undermines her and that she sees it and she tries her best to confront it, but he just continues abuse in any sort of way that he can to get away with the undermining. That's his main goal. This is his purpose. And so I told her that, and she said, okay, I'm not going to disagree, but how about some examples? And I said, okay. So I'm thinking to myself, the human me. For what purpose? Well, that's what I'm thinking. The human me is like, okay. If you're not disagreeing, then what? Do you need to hear from a stranger to know that it's happening? That's right. I agree with you. So then I said to the guides, okay, I don't know what's going on. So what do you guys want to do? And because they have choices at this point, 
And the guide said, uh, we will give some you examples. The guides have choices. Just in case you weren't sure. They have choices. <laughs> so, That's very cute. Okay. So um, they came back and said, we will give examples. And I'm, 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 in, I'm totally engaged in this. Mm-hmm. This is like a fucking puzzle for me, right? Like, it's just, how do I figure her out? How do I figure out what the guides are doing? I don't understand what's right or wrong. Like, there's just so, there's just so much going on in every single session. It's like a mystery movie to me. So the very first example, Kelly, is um, about weight loss. And they show me where she will make a comment about losing weight or needing to lose weight, or he will make a comment that she needs to lose weight. And, um, oh yes, and as soon as it's on, meaning that she's going to try in any way, shape, or form to lose weight, he goes on a massive diet and can lose weight faster than she can. So he will come up to her at the end of the first week and pull out his pants and go, look at this. I've lost five pounds. How are you doing? Oh, don't, don't you worry. You'll be able to lose. I just must have a faster metabolism. You just must have a slow metabolism. He does this repetitively. It's a cycle. He's purposely undermining her and he knows he is. And she's trying to catch on to the pattern of what he's doing. She tries to confront it, and then he turns around and says, I'm just trying to support you. I can't do anything right. So far, every comment he's made was about his weight loss. How is that supporting her? That's right. I agree with you. Oh, I know you do. (laughs) Here we go again. The rhythm of the show, lady. (laughs) I have to point things out for for listeners. Yes. So I choose to. Okay. So then he... He will do things like um, come home with all kinds of junk food. He will order them a pizza on Friday night. And she might say, "Um, I appreciate, you know, that you're trying to order a pizza, but underneath it, I really don't actually appreciate it because it's not within my diet. You're bringing home all of this junk food, which is all my favorite. It's not your favorite ice cream. It's my favorite ice cream. And you're stocking up all the, the cupboards and the freezer and the fridge. And I'm trying to lose weight. I don't want to have the food even in the house. And he will come back with, I can't do anything to please you, woman. And she says, you could. You could come home with fruits and vegetables. I could give you lists. If you just ask, I could actually tell you what I'm able to eat and what I don't want to eat right now. Ugh, nothing ever makes you happy. So he doesn't actually ever use any of the information that she offers. All of our book club members are oh. like, oh, no, 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 don't tell him what he could do. Yeah, He's in a different reality than you. Exactly. He doesn't give a shit. You keep doing this for the show, please. Sure. I think maybe it's good that I'm not feeling well because I've got like little patience. Okay, that's great. You use your little bit of patience to help everybody understand. And I know that you'll have a different tone of voice, so you go with yours. Thanks. Okay. And I'm going to continue to go with mine. Go team. Okay. So I... <laughs> Hands in. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do it was with really that. uncoordinated. It's okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know what to do with the hands either. in. <laughs> Okay. So, so then I give her this example and she says to me, this is true. 
Could you give me more examples? So I turn to the guides and I'm like, what's up? I think this part is really cool because initially I want examples, maybe because I need to know that what's coming through isn't just general and it's specifically for me. And then when you hit something as specific as you just did, a lot of the clients go, oh my God, give me more. Because something switches where they are looking for validation, not because they aren't sure, but because they actually need a succession of validations to really, really feel not crazy. And that is why we are business partners. Thank you. It's fun. I know it's fun for you. That's good. I enjoy my little bit of patience. (laughs) Good. Okay. So the next one that they give me, Kelly, has to do with dumping his shit all over the house. Mm. So she decides that she's going to go find a job. On another occasion, she thought that she was going to go back to school. So these are all areas where she tries to make a commitment to herself. And she, at different points in life, because they've been in the marriage, I think, just over three decades. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say three years. (laughs) This just got exhausting (laughs) real fast. Oh, and I'm horn laughing. (laughs) Right. I wish it were three years for her too. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. This is three decades in. So she says, um, or pardon me, the guides say that each of the times that she makes an effort to create a life of her own, and they give the examples of her saying that she's going to go back to school and re-educate herself, and other times when she says that she's going to find a job, and I have, I give specific examples to Amal. You went to register at an employment agency, another time you hired a life coach, Another time, and I mean, she's working here. Another time you went to therapy to figure out what's going on here and how to find a job. Another time you went to City Hall to take like a small business course. Wow. Oh, yes, Kelly. This woman is working. And I don't mean a nine to five job in terms of I work for Bell Canada. She's working damn hard to try and create her identity. And every time she tries, he undermines it. And I said to her, one of the ways that he undermines it is by, by doing things like when you register for school or you have some place to go, the house is dirty, you, you think that you're the one that has to clean it, um, he, he makes twice the mass, he leaves the dishes in the sink, he wants to know at the end of the day when you've come home why dinner hasn't been made, even though you've been out all day trying to find the job at the course at City Hall. Wherever it is that she's gone in a day to do anything that can actually create independence, particularly financially, he will find a way to sabotage it, including, I need the car. And this is a big deal. He takes the car earlier and earlier to go to work so that she doesn't want to get up to go into work. So he takes the vehicle so that she doesn't have it. And then at the end of the day, he goes to the park, he goes for a walk. He doesn't come home when he's off, say at five o'clock or 5.30. He comes home around seven. So he's making his- Fucking dilly-dallying. Yeah. So he's making his days longer. He's joined a gym. She doesn't even know. He's got a locker at the gym where he's actually purchased his gym equipment, like his shoes, shorts, t-shirt, and he's he's put it right there in a locker. She doesn't even know he's got a membership or that he's even done it. So he's extending his day in the joys of his life, so to speak, 
And she, when he comes home, he says, look, I'm putting in longer and longer days of work to keep this paycheck and keep us running. And when I come home, I'm exhausted. Your job, because you don't get up and get out of this house, is this house and taking care of everything. You got to see that as your full-time job. And as a result, he continues to heap more and more on her, and he actually tries to create jobs for her. So instead of just putting his towel back up when he's done his shower, he drops it on the floor Mm. because that will give her something to do while she's in the washroom. So every, all of the abuse is increasing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a constant increase. So the guides say, point out those particular examples about exactly what he says, use exactly the words that we've said, look, and just do the whole attitude, Karen, give it to her. And I'm like, all right. So I worded it as best I could, exactly the way that they said to say it to her so that it would really ring true exactly how he treats her and speaks to her. Because I would never speak to somebody like that. But I have to in this instance so that it actually makes sense to her. Mm -hmm. And so she just easily says to me, this is true. Could I have another example? Like this. And so then I turn back to the guides and they're, they're totally ready. And the guides are like, this is good, Karen. This is good. She's lining her ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If it's going to bring up the heat, if it's going to bring up the anger and the anger is going to put her into action, then go ahead, ask for another example, Amal. Yeah. So then the guides come in and say, okay, we're ready. This is the kicker. And oh I said, my God, that was not the kicker. That fucking wet towel would have been it for me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but you got, anyway, I get, I understand what you're saying. So the guys are saying, almost bit. (laughs) Eric's going to listen and go, yes, it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the guides say, okay, she has a son and he does the very same things to the son. He treats their son the very same way he treats her. However, that because he treats the son in the very same way and uses the same types of verbal abuse, he undermines his son. His son says he's going back to school. His son tries to go back to school, can't, comes home with panic, comes home with anxiety, comes home with fear of failure, can't even sit in the chair for 24 hours, or pardon me, you don't go to school for 24 hours, a day. He can't even handle a day because there's so much anxiety within him for fear of failure at the end that he can't even get through one day. So I might as well sabotage it now, then try and get through and fail at the very end. Right. So I said this to her. I said, you aren't the only one in this conundrum that you can't get your life going. I said, you're not the only one. And she goes, what does that mean? And I said, it means that you have a son and that your husband treats your son, his son too, biological for both, the very same way. And I said, and the two of you are two lazy asses. And she goes, that's it. That's it. I'm fed up. And again, I can't see her. Now, do I assume that those are his words? Yes. About the two of them? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way on earth I would call her and her son two lazy asses. Not me personally. Mm -hmm. This is exactly the way that he speaks to the two of them because in his his world, they're not out there independent. 
Well, no. And he, he took d- the car, dickhead. Yeah, and he doesn't want them to be. No. He wants to create the hellhole. He wants to create the drama. He wants to keep the abuse going because keeping them down keeps him up. So he thinks. That's, that's what's happening. So then she says to me, this is true. How do you even know about my son? I said, because I'm speaking to... Mm-hmm. Say it. Oh, I held up the verbally abusive relationship by Patricia Evans. He, she's got a textbook marriage. She does. Pardon me. She's got a textbook verbally abusive marriage. <laughs> that's, that's a good... That's a good, good distinction. Yes. <laughs> so she has a very unhealthy relationship, mm-hmm. and all of it has spilled into the relationship with their son. Mm-hmm. And um, there's really no way out here as far as she can see and as far as the son can see. How could you? He's got all the money. That's correct. He's oh. He's got the car. He, he's he's Would buying... Would they call that an iron fist? Is that... Yes. Yeah. He's got, he's the one that does the groceries, so it's going to be what I buy. Like, he has managed to, this 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 man, by the way, we haven't called him anything other than I'd like I'm, to call him. I'd like to call him a few things too, and he's not deserving of any of these beautiful let's call names. Him, let's just call him a shit. Yeah, great. I love it. This is why we're business partners. <laughs> let's just call him shit. Yeah. <laughs> now... A therapist listening to us would say, that's uh, not okay. No, actually, that's called name calling, and it's in the book as yes. well. But I do... <laughs> we do know this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You've said this quite a few times when we're when we're in book club together, and you'll say, oh, little shit. And I'm okay with it. I'm consenting. Now, I could also just name him any random name and call him a John. Call him Chad. Chad? I think Chad's like the male equivalent of, of a Karen. Is offense. it? <laughs> yeah, no, I know what my name is for everybody. It, so a Chad and a Karen? Okay, let's call him a the, Chad. They're the I want to speak to the managers. Right. So, okay, we'll call him Chad. So what happens next in the session is key because what clearly has to happen from the spirit guides is that they simply sit down and say to her that she is waiting to understand him. She wants to know why. She wants to know if he really loves her. She wants to know if he really loves the family. Is he really supportive? Is like She wants to have all of the answers given because she's seeking to understand. And the guides are saying, if you're going to seek to understand and you're not seeking it outside of your own experience, how do you ever think you're going to understand it by ruminating and playing it around over and over again in your own mind? To seek to understand something means that you seek the professionals that can help you understand it. Educate you. Because they're educated and they can educate you. Yeah. Understanding is not going to the source of the abuse to get a good explanation for the abuse. There's no good explanation for abuse ever. And this is what she's been doing. She's going to him to ask him to explain his behavior. She's, and so she was like, how did you know that? And I said, it, it, the guys are simply telling me that you're going to the abuser to say, I, I, you, I want you to apologize to me. I want you to explain to me why you think this or why you're doing this to me. And I said, you're going to the wrong person. 
You need to go to a professional to get this answered. And then I said, uh-uh, don't say anything. I said, the guides want me to finish this sentence. And this means that you can do it by listening to YouTube. So there are things like Dr. Romani's channel, Dr. Les Carter. Um, there's... Um, Sam Vaknin. Sam Vaknin, yeah. There's all kinds of people on YouTube where you can just simply listen while he's gone at work all day. You could have it on in your home where you and your son are listening to this so that you can start to understand and get your answers from people who are going to tell you the truth mm -hmm. and are going to educate you so that you understand then what you are actually living in. Your abuser is never going to tell you the truth. That is never going to be to their benefit to keep you in a power over situation where you remain in the power under, which is what she's going to learn in Patricia Evans' book, that type of vocabulary. So the guides then suggested that she listen to podcasts and that this these were also things that she could do that um, weren't tangible things in the home. And so I said to the guides, I, I get what you're doing. You're not going to tell her to buy the book. And they went, No. No, no, because he will read the book and then he will discredit and discount everything that this person is going to say. He will make sure that he reads ahead of her so that he could say, that isn't even, that's just crap. That's good. The psychiatrists are all quacks. He, he Red will, flag. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. If, if anybody is saying all of anybody is illegitimate in their field, you're talking to an abuser. I'm going to be honest, here in Ontario, Canada, I have said that about meteorologists. Oh, <laughs> oh because we have of all our seasons weather. in one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going I'm to have... just making light. I know. So they tell her not to buy the physical books because she would literally have to hide the book. I will say there are book covers. And I know for myself at one oh, point... Oh, that's a great idea. I think so. I mean, unless he's going to be ridiculous, open up the book cover, open up the book anyway. Like you can yeah. hide your titles of your books, especially if you just don't want to be reading it out in public. Yeah. I, I sincerely thought about this when I was reading Toxic In-Laws and I was reading it in public and people were like, you okay? <laughs> um, but I will also say too, when you're reading things on a Kobo e-reader, mm -hmm. you've got a whole library. They don't necessarily know if they pick it up, what book you're reading, maybe even how to access it. And then if it's on Audible um, or another audio platform. Well, she was suggested to get an account like Audible mm -hmm. where she could download. Now, the thing is, is that he handles all the finances to right. have all control. So to start with, she is told to research these people online where she can have access for free. And it made me realize, Kelly, how important it is to have free resources, to have free resources like Dr. Ramani and all of these different people that are willing to put out all of their information on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the very people like Amal that are so isolated mm -hmm. So anyway, let's let's continue. So then the next thing the guide said to say to her is um, she's concerned about her health and there's very good reason because she's eating, like a lot of the stuff that he brings home is fattening, it's prepared food. Um, they will eat good meals, like he wants healthy meals. He doesn't want to be overweight. But all the extra stuff during the day or in the evening is all junky stuff. So she's gaining weight. She's close to diabetes. 
She's, yeah. And you need to tell her adrenals are fatigued. She needs adrenal support, blah, blah, blah. So there's all these different things about her, her, her physical health. And the guides say, if she doesn't get out within about a year, she will have medical issues that are irreversible. She will cross the line into diabetes. She will do things where she will have to now live with them, as opposed to not being there if she chooses to leave and change things in her life, including that she wants healthier food and buy her own food. Mm -hmm. So she's told how, she's told who, she's told about people like Nina W. Brown, She's told about all these people on YouTube. Um, she's given several resources um, and different ways to go about them. She's also told about the public library. Oh, yes. She's told to go to her public library where she can sit in the afternoon for hours and do the reading and use all kinds of resources at a public library, which I thought was amazing. I'm going to be honest. I've read whole books at Chapters. Yeah, And not purchase a thing. Yeah. So she's told, like, go out to bookstores. Go, go out mm. to these places where you can sit in there, where you can relax, where you're not stressed, where you could write notes. You might even be able to ask the staff if you could keep your papers there. They might say yes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They might say no. I'm not certain. But she's told all about these things because she actually needs to be able to take action. I love what you just said. I That never ever would have dawned on me. But had I been someone working in a coffee shop or in a bookstore or wherever, and someone said, hey, I'm an abused person. May I leave my notes here as I study? Fuck yeah, I'll throw them in my locker. Yeah. Here's my shift schedule. Yeah. Uh, when you need them or my friend has the combo, tell them and they'll go get them for you. Yeah. And maybe someone working retail right now might sit there and go, I can do that. If I was yeah. approached, I would definitely say yes. That's right. And then she's told that while her husband's at work to start walking and that she has a particular destination to get to as her goal. And her destination is the bank. I was just going to say her destination might be, <laughs> must be the bank. It's the bank. A separate bank account. And it's to find out how many bank accounts he has. It's to see if he's hiding things. And again, I don't know if some people in banks would say, oh, nope, can't divulge that. You can unless if you're joint. And I was just going to say, unless it's joint, maybe they can't say it if he has his own personal accounts. They can. Okay. And then she's told that her second destination is a lawyer's office. Beautiful. And again, she's told to approach the lawyer and say, this is the situation I'm in. I have no money. So that the lawyer can say to her, okay. There is a transition house here. There is women's shelters here. There is this group over here that will pay for your legal fees. There are ways to help you because she doesn't believe there is anything out there. She really believes she's stuck. Yeah. And that's what he's wanted her to believe. And she's also told to tell her physician. Mm, smart. She's told to tell her medical doctor so that he is aware of everything that's going on. And then the guide said, now, do you want to see the client on the other end? And I went, sure, because it's Zoom. And she says, no picture. And the guides go, and I said, you know, I said, is it crossing a boundary if I say sure? Like, or are you asking me because I'm allowed to? And they went, 
we wouldn't ask you if we didn't want you to see what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, good. Just just checking my ego, just checking my own morals and my own my own system. Thank you. And so I see her and she has bruises. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get why camera off. And now I have to tell you honestly, Kelly, didn't even dawn on me. Right. But I understand full well that there will be people listening to this show today saying, oh, come on. Yep. I know exactly why she turned the camera off. It was a bad day. And a bad day meaning there's bruises. There's a visible sign of what she's been through. Mm-hmm. So I said to the guides, do you want me to approach this? Like, do I say something? Do I not? And the guide said, damn right you do. She needs a witness. Yes. And they said, we, this is why we're showing you. We want you to say that we know that there are bruises on her. And I said, okay, am I correct in saying that there's a bruise like down on this part of the jaw on the left? And they said, no, it's the right side. So I went, okay. So I said, Amal, I said, the guides are showing me what you look like. And, and she went, what? And I, she says, I, I didn't know you could see me. And I said, well, sweetheart, I said, you did call a psychic, right? And she went, I thought it meant you could see dead people. That's fair. And I said, yes. I said, that's very fair. I said, but I also remote view. And she went, I don't even know what that means. What are you doing? And I said, well, I know you're sitting in your nighty. And I said, and she goes, oh, God. And I said, and I, and I know that you're bruised. And I said, I know that you're reaching out today making this call because someone has helped you and is going to pay for your session. I, what? I'm just so proud of you. Oh. Hmm. I feel like crying. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like crying during her session, but you can't cry during the session. Mm -hmm. You just want to be there and you just want to do this for this person because she's abused, but her son is too. Mm -hmm. So I just said to her, look, I said, I promise not to remote view your son for you. And I said, but I do want you to know that I know that you're both abused. And I said, and I do want you to know that there are many people that are here in the community. And I don't mean that she's here in our city, in mm-hmm. our province. She's not even in my country. But I do know that where she is, there are people that will help her. Mm-hmm. And I said, Amal, I said, I need to tell you now why your dad is here. And she goes, oh, God, I forgot my dad's here. And I said, your dad is here because he told you before he died that your husband did not love you. Hmm. and that your husband changed over decades, that Chad changed from a kind person at the beginning, somebody who was funny and engaging and fine, to somebody who is this abusive beast, Hmm. this monster. And your dad said that before he passed, and he asked you to leave. He asked you to move in with his wife, your parents, And you said no, because you didn't want to put them in jeopardy of being physically abused. And I said, so, I said, your mom still wants you to move into her home. She wants you to bring the son, and your dad is saying, it's time, pack and go, it's today. It's now, it's at this phone call. It's your spirit guides telling you, it's time, run. I think at the end of the session, I wanted to throw up. Yeah. I think at the end of the session, 
I, I like you want you want to be in her country. You you want you to want be able, to say come over. Yeah, you want to say come in. You want to open your door. You mm-hmm. want to say and call every person that you can think of in your community to say how do we help her. Mm-hmm. And I know because we have had many many women walk through our doors mm-hmm. and men who have come from local places in our city, transition houses and crisis centers that have referred them to us, where we have seen these clients and helped them. I know this. I know them. And I think it's time. I think we all have to talk about that. And we all have to be on the same team. Mm-hmm. You're squeezing the shit out of my hand. Sorry. <laughs> So the last thing that her dad says is, it's your day. And it's a good day, honey. That's it. He ends it by saying, it's a good day. Mm -hmm. Because I think so many people think it's the worst day. Yeah, day one is beautiful. Yeah. And I just love how alive dad told her. And I love how dead dad told her. Mm Mm-hmm. So I said to her, Amal, both alive and dead dad have the same message for you. It hasn't changed. How does that feel? And her answer is, just simply thank you for the session. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for giving me the resources. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Time is done and we are finished. You did an exquisite job. Thank you. I think the guides did too, because they gave just the right examples that flipped those switches. Mm-hmm. They, I, you know, Kelly, I call it threading the needle because if she needed two or she needed three or she needed eight, we would have done them. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is the client needs to have that ducks in a row, whatever these expressions are, where you finally step outside of that fog that they create that confusion where you think this is all I deserve, this is all I can have in life, it's, it's a, it is a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.